Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. We bless you, Lord. Go ahead and turn to Mark chapter 6, verse 41. Hey, the good news is if you don't like the service today, it's because I was kind of in charge. So come back next week and the, the pastor will actually be preaching. I'm just kidding. I know you, I know you guys are enjoying, enjoying yourselves. So praise God. It's a joke, though, just in, just in case, though, for real. Just in case, for real. Mark chapter 6, verse 41. If you're taking notes today, um, the title of the message is Three Keys to Receive Your Next Miracle. And Rebecca, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know if they go back up. Do you turn them back up? Somebody does? Okay, praise God. So if these could be less, and if you want to turn on the bowls, I'm okay with seeing the people. You don't have to hide them from me today. So praise God. Three keys to receive your next miracle. Mark chapter 6, verse 41. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up toward heaven, and he blessed them. Isn't that what we just did? We looked up towards heaven, and we thanked God for what he's doing. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted. Everybody looking forward to Memorial Day tomorrow? Say amen. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida while he sent the people home. Stay with me here. I know it's a lot of text, but we need it. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on the land. He saw that they were in serious trouble. Good news. Jesus sees you. Amen? Rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. About 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw them, saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Number one, if you're taking notes, Three, on three keys, how to receive your next miracle. Number one is think on who he is. Think on who he is. Jesus saw that they were in, t- in serious trouble. They were rowing hard. There was a storm. When Jesus came to them, what is the very first thing that he said? Take courage. It's me. It's I am here. Take courage. I am here. He diverted their attention from the storm to him. And so if you're looking for God to do something in your life, if you're looking for the next miracle for your life, or if you just want to live in the blessing of God, 
How many of you guys would love to just live in the blessing of God and not be begging for a miracle every other day? I just want to live in the blessing of God. If you want to be those types of people, what we need to learn to do is to think on who he is. To get our eyes off of the problem. We saw that that's what happened to Peter when he was walking on water. Uh, it didn't change. He was walking on the water. It's when he saw the waves, he got afraid. And sometimes that happens to us, right? It's not that much has changed. It's just when we look to our problem, all of a sudden, that's what changes us. We become afraid because we see the problem. It looks big. Um, and it's not downplaying your problem. Because we all got, uh, well, some of, some of us might have problems. You know somebody who got some problems, okay? <laughs> At least you know somebody who got some problems. So people have problems. It's not downplaying the problem. Doesn't the word of God say that they were in serious trouble? That was the reality of their situation. They were in serious trouble. When we look at our serious trouble, that is what we will see. When you look at Jesus, that is what you will see. And so I want to encourage you today, think on who God is. When you need that miracle or when you're trying to walk in the blessing of God, think about who God is. He's loved you with an everlasting love. He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask, think, or imagine according to his power at work within us. Amen? The word of God says, how precious are your thoughts towards me, God? I can't even number them. That's Psalm 139, 17. I can't, God is thinking about you. Right now, he's thinking about you. You're on his mind. He has not forgotten you. He hasn't forgotten about your problem. He hasn't forgotten about your issue. He knows who you are. He knows where you live. He knows your name. He knows every hair on your head. And as somebody affectionately once said, even the additional ones that we place on our heads sometimes. Amen. Sometimes the emergent nature of what we're going through can cause us to forget who God is. It's not that he doesn't exist. It's not that he doesn't care. It's not that he's, he's not about to do something miraculous in your life. It's that that circumstances, it sometimes blinds us to who God is. And we know that he emptied the treasury of heaven of its most prized possession, his most prized possession, Jesus Christ, because he loved us so much. So would he withhold anything else from us? He gave us the greatest he gave us his son, Jesus Christ, so why would he withhold anything from us? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to help you make it. Good luck. Oh, it's heads. She's going to have a bad day today. Oh, it's tails. All right, good day. No, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope. Plans to give you a future. That is our God. That's who we serve. He has loved us with an everlasting love. That is his nature. His nature is to give, not to withhold. His nature is heal. 
is to heal, not to make you sick. His nature is to deliver you, not to oppress you, not to weigh you down with burdens, not to stress you out. That is his nature. And so if we would look to who he is, we would be reminded, listen, we can't let our circumstances shape our view of God. Sometimes when you're in, your, in the fire, all you see is fire and you can't see God. But you can't let your circumstance shape your view of God. We have to let our view of God that is shaped by the word of God shape our circumstances. Amen? Amen. What you know about God, what you think towards him, what you know from his word about him will shape your future. Amen? That will help you to receive your next miracle. God doesn't just care about you getting to heaven, though that's important, right? That's like, that's eternity. That's really important. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but he loses his soul? That's pointless. But Jesus, when he walked here on this earth, Acts 10 verse 38 says that Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. He went around doing good. Jesus went around doing good. And the Bible tells us, Jesus himself said, that I do what I see my father doing. I say what I hear my father saying. So we know that Jesus was the exact representation of God here on this earth. And we know that what he did as he was walking here on this earth, that is who God is. And so God just doesn't just wish you well. And go, I like, you know, praise God, you're going to get to heaven. Amen. That's not all he does. He actually goes around doing good. He has anointed Jesus to heal the sick, cleanse the leper, uh, make the blind man to see, the mute man to talk, the lame man to walk again. Amen. To release the captives from their captivity. To free them. God wants you to have a good life. He fills my life with good things. Every good and perfect gift comes from our Father above. Amen? Everything that God does lasts forever. That is our God. He wants you to have a good life. I don't, I don't know. Just got to press that in a little bit. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be full of joy. He wants us to be blessed. As Pastor Cole said, I think it was the last service, maybe it was this one. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed when you come. Blessed when you go. Over and over and over again, he wants you to be the head and not the tail. He wants you to be above and not beneath. He wants you to be the lender and not the borrower. That is our God. He has good plans for us. Think about who he is. He has compassion on us for our now. It's not just for our future. It's not just for heaven. It's just not for when we, you know, go to the pearly gates and all those jokes about, you know, there was a nun and there was a priest and there was a, it's not just for then. He is our God for now. Amen. Jose could tell you a couple of those jokes if you want. Jose Centeno, go see him. Amen. And praise God. God loves you more than you love yourself. Whatever you want for yourself, he gives us the desires of our hearts. As we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he'll add all these other things to us. That's our God. He loves you more than you love yourself. He cares about you more than you care about yourself. That's hard to believe when you're thinking about a toddler, but God loves your toddler even more than you love your toddler. Amen? Even more than your toddler loves themselves. Praise God. 
And so think about yourself as his child. He wants good things for you. Amen? Number two, if you're taking notes, think on what he's done. Let's go back to Mark chapter 6, verse 50. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then he climbed into the boat, and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. The way to receive your next miracle is to remember the last one. The way to receive your next breakthrough is to remember your last breakthrough, the last thing that God did for you, the last thing that he pulled you through, the last way that he showed himself faithful to you. You know, the times that you're like, no, that was God. We tend to forget. Uh, Maybe it's just the Israelites who tend to forget. You know, because we like to put shame on the Israelites, right? We We always say, I would never be like them. The Israelites were the ones that God parted the Red Sea, and they walked through on dry ground, and then they got to the other side, and they were like, this is a desert! Where's the water? Well... Uh, and we make fun of them because they, they melt in fear. They melt because of what they are, they're coming up against. They're crushed. They crack under pressure over and over and over again. And we're like, man, those Israelites, if I had seen God by, you know, as a pillar, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, I would have believed God. I don't know. Because we're short-sighted at times. And we need to remember the things that God has done for us. That was the difference between Abraham and the disciples. Abraham was unable to have a child. His wife was barren. And they were old. Everybody say old. No, they were old. Old. That means they were old. Okay. So like a hundred. They were trying to have kids at a hundred. But moving right along. So Abraham was blessed with a child, Isaac. And God told Abraham to sacrifice his child. Now obviously we know God never intended for Abraham to follow through with that because he like condemns other nations that were killing their their children and sacrificing them to gods. So we know that that was never his intention, but he was testing Abraham, we find out later, But what we know from Abraham is that that miracle of Isaac changed his view about who God was. And when he remembered that miracle as he's about to uh, take a dagger into Isaac, he figured, it says, the Bible says that he he figured that God could raise Isaac from the dead. That was a thousand something years before anyone had ever been raised from the dead. So Abraham believed something about God that he had not ever seen before because he saw him do something that he had never seen before. And so if we would take in our mind and go, I remember when God changed me. I remember when he set me free. I remember when he healed my body. I remembered when 
He saved me from my sins. We wouldn't be like the Israelites who go, well, I know that he can bring me, bring me out on dry ground, but can he bring me water in a desert? I know God can bring me manna from heaven. You know, literally rain down food from the sky. We're talking cloudy with a chance of meatballs kind of food, okay? It was like little, uh, it was more like this. I know God can bring manna from heaven, but I want meat. If you're a meat person, say amen. amen. I know God can bring me meat, but like that was over and over and over again. That was, that was what happened in the Israelites' minds. I know God can deliver me from the Egyptian army, but these guys in the promised land, they're tall. And our lives are full of what God can't do instead of what he did do. And knowing that God can do it. I know he saved me from my sin, but my bank account's empty. I know that he, uh, he cleansed, cleansed my body. I know he healed, he healed my sore throat. He kept me through COVID, but it's my knee that's hurting. That's what we do, right? I know that he changed my heart. And he, he took out the heart of stone and he gave me a heart of flesh. But this is my mom, or this is my dad, or this is my sister. This, this is my brother we're talking about. This is my son. This is my daughter we're talking about. God, this is a special case. Nothing is a special case with God. Amen? Nothing is a special case with God. You don't have a special case. You're not the first person that he's going to come up to and, and go, oh, this one... Not so much. You're not. You're not going to be the first person that he fails with. Your situation is not going to be the first time that God fails. Amen? If you believe it for yourself today, say amen. You're not going to be the first situation that God fails in. God has done things to demonstrate his power and to remind us of who he is. Amen? He's not going to stop demonstrating his power because it's you. Because it's your case. Because this requires special instructions, and God doesn't have these special instructions. You're not different from anybody else. God is no respecter of persons. What he did for somebody else, he could do for you. Amen? Amen. Begin to remember what God has done in your life. I remember when I was, uh, I have a house that's around the corner over here. I'm not going to tell you where it is in case you're uh, a weirdo or not you guys. There's people on the internet. You never know. Um, so I live... I, I don't live there now, but there's a, I have a house around the corner, and when I got it, it was like, you guys are going to be upset. It was, I think, $72,000, and I, I was like, oh, that's too much. That's too expensive. And I prayed, God, please, take, take it down like another six grand. Um, I don't know why, but then I realized, oh, I'm being greedy, so I went to, you know, right back my realtor, and he came back and he said, no, the, normally they only give 500 off, but they give you the 6,000 off. And I'm like, praise God. That, normally the banks only give you 500 if you're buying from a foreclosure, and they gave me a credit back of $6,000. That was a miracle. I pra yeah, praise God. What was a miracle was being able to buy a house on the salary that I was on at the time. That was a miracle. Has anybody been there? Everybody's there right now. It's a miracle to buy a house with a salary that you're on right now. 
And so I was there in the house renovating and, you know, putting some floors in. And the flooring started buckling. Like, I was... I was so confused. Why is this happening? I literally was on my face crying uh, because I bought $800 worth of flooring and the flooring was buckling. And I was like, I'm going to have to replace $800 worth of floor. You know, the tears were flowing. Um, completely forgetting about the $6,000 that was just, you know, just, you know, blessed with. And I read a I read a uh, devotional by Oswald Chambers, and it said, it would be better for you to trust God all the way through, not just when he brings you through. It would be better to trust him all the way through. So at that moment, I went, you know, the light bulb went off. Sometimes you got to let that light bulb go off. The light bulb went off, and I went, I got to trust him. And then it turned out I didn't have to replace all of it. My dad had just, you know, spilled some water on the floor, and here it was water like water damage, and I got somebody to, you know, replace four of the planks, and it was an easy fix. Sometimes it doesn't, it's not always an easy fix. Sometimes it's not that simple, but we can always trust God all the way through because there is always a through. Amen? Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. There's a walking through, and you will come through it. Amen? Hallelujah. Number three, if you're taking notes, that brings us to our final point today. <laughs> wow, Pastor Cole, I don't know what, what I did, but maybe you guys do like this service, and maybe you'll ask for me to come back and preach <laughs> next week. No? Okay. It's, a, it's the holiday season. We're going to be taken off of YouTube because of that copyright business. It. Let's go back to Mark chapter 6. We left off on verse 52. For they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of, their, of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. After they had crossed the lake. Everybody say after. You know there's a before and after to your problem. There's a before and after to your need for a miracle. There's a before and after for your circumstance. I said this in the earlier service. Um, <laughs> you know how people on social media, you know, like, uh, people who don't want to work sometimes, they, like, start up this social media business because they're going to be an influencer, and they do that for, like, a month, and then they change the product or whatever. But, like, most of them, they start on weight loss stuff, and then they post a before and after picture of themselves. Um... I just want them to label which one is the before and which one is the after because, like, sometimes I don't know, and I'm like, I feel bad because I'm like, which one did you lose the weight in? Uh. But that's not how it is with God. Your before looks much different than your after. You can tell a difference when God has done something, right? When God came on the scene, you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference between the before and the after. So verse 53, after they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. They brought the boat to shore and climbed out. The people recognized Jesus at once, and they ran throughout the whole area carrying sick people on mats, 
to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, in the villages, cities, or the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplaces. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. All who touched him were healed. Now, it would be hard to imagine as a disciple that that was about to be your your next. When you were in the boat, and you were like, you know, feeling like this is a huge problem. I'm in trouble. I'm in serious trouble. Not just trouble. I'm in serious trouble. That's where the disciples were, were just at. And I want to encourage you. I forgot to make note of this, but Jesus was the one who told them to go across on the boat. Jesus was the one who told them, you guys get in that boat and go to the other side of the lake. It was Jesus. So you can sometimes be in the perfect will of God and experience a storm and experience a problem. You can look around all you want and go, maybe Jesus didn't actually tell me to do this. Sometimes we do that, right? We, we, we encounter a problem and, you know, we're struggling a little bit and we go, maybe God didn't tell me to do this. You can have Jesus manifest in the flesh before you, speaking audibly into your ears and telling you, do this. That's what happened with the disciples, and they still encountered a problem. They still had an issue. I hope that encourages somebody today, that you could be in the perfect will of God, and you could still encounter a problem. I'm so sorry. But there's always an after. There's always a through. There's always another side. And at that time, the disciples weren't able to look. They weren't able to look back, and they weren't able to look forward. And I want to encourage you today, think about who God is, look back on what he's done, think about what he's done, and think about what's to come, because there is a to come. There is an after, and it will look much different than your before. Amen? Turn to James chapter 1. If you can't find it, no shame. I have a bookmark in mine. Because I knew where I was going. Oh, there it is. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. Hmm. I don't know about that. Huh. Consider an opportunity for great joy, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Everybody say, let it grow. Let it grow. Let it grow. grow. Don't hold it back anymore. I think I'm going to be demoted after this, actually. (laughs) So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. But my endurance... Like, God, you're good all on your own. You don't, you don't need me to endure when your endurance is fully developed. Then you'll be perfect and mature, needing nothing. Second, Second Peter talks about we need to supplement our faith with several things. 
but one of them is patient endurance. So we, listen, we can't just endure the trial. That's not what the disciples did. They can't, you can't just endure a storm forever, right? That's not God's intention for us. That's not what he has planned for us. He has planned for us to come to the other side. But while we are enduring, let that be a supplement to your faith. At least let it do something while you're in the midst of it, right? The Bible says, add to your faith, patient endurance. Faith is the main meal. The supplement, your vitamin B12, that's a supplement. You don't just eat B12s. Some of us just eat vitamin C's because they taste good. But that's not your whole meal. That's a supplement to the meal. Faith is the meal, and your supplement is patient endurance. I have good news for you today. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is patience. So that means we have patience. I don't know what some of y'all's excuses are, but you got patience. I don't know why you're not using it, but you have, no, just me? Okay. We have patience. It is the fruit of the Spirit. Do you know who does not have patience? Don't say like somebody that you know. You know who does not have patience? The devil. He does not have the fruit of the Spirit. He's on limited time. He's on limited resources. And we have unlimited time. We've got unlimited resources in Christ Jesus. Amen. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Amen. We are seated with Christ on his throne. The devil is limited. He doesn't have patience. So if you do everything that you can to stand, and then you stand, you'll win. The overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus. Amen. We're not defeated. Darkness can't extinguish the light. Have you ever tried to put out a candle with darkness? It doesn't work. The darkness cannot extinguish the light. The light extinguishes the darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. And he lives inside of you. He lives inside of me. The same power that rose Christ Jesus from the grave is alive inside of you. And it will quicken your mortal body. Amen. Hallelujah. That's good news. There is an after. There is something more. God has a greater for you. He has a great, your latter will be greater than your former. Amen. Sometimes we get to walk through on dry ground. I pick that day. I'm traveling with the Israelites on the dry ground day. Amen. Isaiah, I think, says he walks us through the waters. I don't want to go through the waters. I would like to go on dry ground day, please. But sometimes we go through on dry ground. Sometimes we're walking through the waters. Sometimes he's that pillar of fire by night. Glory to God. You've experienced it, right? He's that pillar of fire by night sometimes. And sometimes you're in the seven times hotter fire. Right? Sometimes you show up to the battlefield and the work's already been done. All your enemies are dead. All you gotta do, I mean, it's an analogy, please. All your enemies are dead, and all you have to do is collect the plunder. All you have to do is take all the treasures. You even get your friends. Hey, friends, come on. 
There's all these treasures that we could grab. I need your help to get all of the stuff that we have. And sometimes you're the one who's on the battlefield and you could feel the literal sweat of your enemy as you're wrestling them down to the ground, right? Sometimes you're David. You know what I think is interesting about David? He had, what was it, five smooth stones? And they say everything that they want to say about it. I don't know the reason why he grabbed five stones other than if he missed the first time, he would keep trying. That's what I think. He was like, I'm going to grab a few more just in case because I'm getting this done. Sometimes you get it on the first shot and sometimes you got the four other ones in the bag so that you could really make sure that it, that it gets done, right? I would love to always be on the dry ground day. I would love to always be on the ship with no storm. I would love that. And sometimes we get to walk in the blessing of God and it feels like uh, butterflies and roses. And sometimes we get to see God bring us through. But no matter what, there's an o- other side. No matter what, there's a through. No matter what, there's an after. And I want to prophesy that to you today, that you have an after. That there is a greater that there is a more in him, that there's, there is a beginning and there is an end. And the one who started a good work in you, he will, he will, he will bring it to completion. Amen? Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Go ahead and lift your hands to heaven for a moment. You are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should change your mind, Father. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Will you speak and not act? Will you promise and not perform it? Your arm is not too short and your ear is not too deaf to hear. We think about who you are. You are the living God. Hallelujah. You are the first and the last. You are the beginning and the end. You are the Alpha. You are the Omega. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. Who is like the Lord, strong and mighty in battle. You sent forth your word and you healed them all. Hallelujah. If you're here in this place today, and you have a physical problem with your body, and you know that God will heal you today, or you have a physical problem in your body and you want us to lay hands on you, I don't want you to delay. I want you to come forward right over here on this side. You would say, there's a problem in my body and I know God can heal me and I want somebody to pray for me today. Anybody in this place that you're believing God to do something in your body, I want you to come right up here. We're gonna pray for you. Go ahead and stand shoulder to shoulder. Anybody else that you would say, there's a, I'm believing God to do something in my body today. Anybody else? Come on forward. We're going to pray for you. It's not about me. It's not about you. The Bible says freely you have received. Now freely give. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody. Come and stand over here. We're going to pray for you. Pastor Amy, Pastor Cole, Mary and Vanessa, come on and pray. Anybody else? that you would say, I have a physical problem in my body, we're going to pray for you. Hallelujah. And God's about to touch you right where you're at. If you're in the congregation, just 
continue to believe God, keep your hands lifted to heaven. Know that God's about to touch people here today. They'll have a testimony before long. I see people being made whole. I see people being restored in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I see people whole. I see people free. In Jesus' name. Receive a fresh touch from heaven. Be whole. In Jesus' name. You'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and put your hand on your belly. Be filled in Jesus' name. Let it go right through you. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Receive now. Hallelujah. Be whole in Jesus' name. Be whole in the name of Jesus. Yes, God. You make all things new, Lord. You make all things new. Hallelujah. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the lehigh valley but around the world we want to do our part in reaching the people that god has entrusted to us with the gospel of jesus christ you can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry god bless you have an amazing day remember you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.